Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Hi there. Thanks for joining me again. So this episode, I am back from the little detour into what to do to help your voice survive hay fever season. (laughs) Big up to all the dribbly-eyed, sneezy, coughing folks out there. And we're going to continue on with our little foray into resonance training. So I wanted to start with one we quote from a book called The Voice Book, very well named uh, by a chap called Michael McCallion. It's a really old book, actually, but I like the conciseness with which he outlines the necessary things that you need in order for resonance to like literally happen. (laughs) So here we go. Several things are involved, but we can summarise as follows. He's talking about summarising what's involved with resonance. The breath support must be adequate. The throat must remain open with no feeling of tension at the larynx or tongue root level. The muscular response of the larynx and palate must be adequate and acute and accurate oral and sensory appreciation must be developed. So let's just have a wee review of what we've done so far, because we're doing pretty well, I think, in terms of ticking off that list. We've done a bit of the oral and sensory resonance awareness. That was sort of the week one of this nice resonance section. And we've done a bit of tension release to really encourage the resonance and vibratory potential in the vocal tract. That was the second week of our resonance section. and. Up until we started Resonance, we've also covered physical alignment, which he mentions. Hello, episode eight, if you're new to the podcast and you want to go back. And we've also spent a whole maybe seven episodes on breath to date in this podcast, which means we've basically hit on three of Michael's four non-negotiables when it comes to getting to Resonance. Happy days. Now, I reckon we could come up with a few more things to increase our resonance awareness, just to link to that extra point in his list on laryngeal and palatal responses. And that's what we're going to do today. Closing book in a dramatic fashion. Listener, you've guessed it. We are going to make some really silly noises. What are we like? (laughs) To set this up, we're going to do some very explicit exploration now of certain areas within the vocal tract that we can use to manipulate resonance. Now, to set this up, I want to quickly discuss the theory of primary and secondary resonance spaces. This is me donning my geek glasses. So people talk about chest resonance or chest voice and head resonance or head voice and nasal resonance and all sorts of things when it comes to describing resonance. I mean, you even get people saying things just like, 
her voice needs more resonance, or they have a very resonant voice, like what does it mean? So your voice, as in the actual vibrations that make up the voice, are made in the larynx, which is the bottom of the vocal tract. Then they travel up through the throat or pharynx and can come out either via the mouth through the oral cavity or the nose, aka the nasal cavity. So there are in essence three spaces that the vibrations made at vocal fold level can travel through to make it to the outside world and into ears to become sound. Now those three spaces, the pharynx, the oral cavity and the nasal cavity are what's called the primary resonating spaces. They can like directly affect the resonance quality or the tone and acoustic potential of the voice. So we're going to explore them in quite a fun little way today. (laughs) You know me, love a bit of a laugh. Oh God, I'm sounding like a substitute teacher again, aren't I? Guys, just have fun. I'll break the tension with a drink. We're going to use characters basically to play around in these three primary resonating spaces. And listen, if you're tuned into this going, Christ, I'm not an actor. What the hell is a character? Doesn't really matter. We're not going to like be them or do any acting. We're just using silly little imagery that's based in characters to sort of explore the different ways that we can change our voice. So this is your warning to find a private spot maybe that you want to play in. Or, ah, well, just do it wherever the hell you are. Give everyone around you a wee treat. So let's start in the nasal cavity. Oh, this work, by the way, is influenced by an exercise that I learned when I was doing my MA in voice studies. And forgive me, I can't remember the lady's name, but it's from Roy Hart Voice Work. It was originally called Elf Diva Duchess, but it's sort of morphed into the chaos that we're going to explore today over the years to fit in with uh, what I've been using it with, as lots of voice work does. But yeah, if you're interested in where it came from, check out Roy Hart Theatre. So let's start in the nasal cavity. Firstly, let's just use a nasal consonant to get us feeling the vibrations in the nose. So gently place your fingers on the sides of your nose, not squeezing, just touching very lightly. Listening hands, as you would say in Alexander Technique. So pop them gently on the side of the nose. That's just so we can feel some vibrations. And you're just going to give a gentle nyeh, I would spell this N-Y-E-H, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. Now the n brings the sound nicely into the nose because it's a nasal consonant and it has to come out the nose. And then we can just explore how buzzy we can get it. Nyeh. So you can kind of do that playground taunt is quite a fun one. Oh, my nose is really tickly today. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. <laughs> As I giggle to myself in a padded room. Ah, oh, the life I live. So, and what you should be feeling is loads of buzzing around the nose. And once you get that feeling in there, see if you can allow the talking to come through the nose more than it comes through the mouth. Now, some stuff will come through the mouth, but we're just using this sound to encourage use of that nasal space a little more. And a fun little character you can use for this little space is... I'm a greedy little elf. Yes, you heard me. A greedy little elf, okay? Just roll with it. So imagine you're a teeny-weeny greedy little elf (laughs) and you're just kind of having a little play in the forest. (laughs) Now make sure you don't go too twangy. We're not doing twangy. We're not having lots of narrowing of the areopaglottic sphincter. We're not getting lots of stuff going on in the larynx just yet. 
We're just letting as much sign come through the nose as we can. Hey, hello. I'm a greedy little elf. And what you'll notice is the tone and the quality of the voice really changes up there. Because the nasal space is very, very different to the oral space. So that's our first one. Greedy little elf in the nasal space. That's... (laughs) This particular section will come with sniffing, so I'm sorry if that sets off your uh, nasophonia. Right, now we're going to have a little play in the oral space. Oral cavity is bigger than the nasal space, if we're thinking about the bit that the sound can kind of explore. And we've got the hard palate of one surface in the oral space. We've also got the uh, sort of squidginess of the cheeks and the tongue. So that's going to very much change the tonal quality in this space because of the difference in the quality of the surfaces that it's traveling through. So in this space, the first thing we're going to do, and this often sets people into peculiar place, but if you take the tip of your tongue and just give the roof of your mouth a cheeky little tickle, it feels really weird, doesn't it? Some people like it, some people don't. You don't have to tell me, you know, just experience it. But basically what we're doing is saying to our brain, hey, look at us playing around in the oral space now. So we're just kind of cognitively changing the focus a wee bit. And I think it helps me anyway get into the oral space after I've been playing around in the nasal space. So, tickle, tickle. (laughs) Okay, now, there are two options for the next oral space exploration. And they're both done with love and appreciation for the influences from whence they came. I find they both work really well. The first one is a little um, embodiment of our favourite childhood retro video game character, Mario from the Mario Brothers, aka a bit of a dodgy Italian accent. And you know me, I love all accents, so this is done with love, all right? (laughs) We're going to go, hey, hey, hey Luigi. And what we get is a lovely bright sound using that oral space. Now, if you still feel like there's a little bit coming out through the nose, if it sounds a bit more like, hey, 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 Luigi, then what you can do is firstly pinch your nose as a little tester. Because if you pinch your nose when you're trying to be orally resonant and the sound changes, it means there must be something escaping through the nasal cavity. Let me demonstrate. Hey, Luigi. That sounds nice and oral. Hey, Luigi. So I squeeze, I squoze. I never know if it's squoze or squeezed. Who knows? Write it and let me know. I squoze my nose there and nothing happened because I was being nicely oral and all of the sound was coming out through my mouth. If I'm accidentally a little bit nasal still, hey, Luigi, hey, Luigi. <laughs> you can hear how pinching the nose has a real effect on the tone. If you find that you're not quite sure if you're getting between oral or nasal, that's a really nice test. Then if you find you are a wee bit nasal and you need to be more oral, if you use the velar consonants or the soft palate consonants, k or g, to kick that oil soft palate up to close the door to the nasal passages, then you'll get much more oral space usage. So what you can then do instead of going, hey, Luigi, you can go, K, Luigi, or K, Luigi, and you get a nice kick of the soft palate and more use of the oral space. So, hey, Luigi. The other 
option for oral space is a lovely kind of Broadway singer kind of sound. Hello, hey, hey, hey. So if you're a bit of a bit of an old belter or a fan of the singing, you can go, hey, Luigi, hey, Luigi, and have a little, very dodgy in my case, Broadway sing song in the oral space. But you can notice the difference there in the quality of tone. Yeah, my greedy little elf. Hey, Luigi. Very different sounds, very different vocal qualities. The third primary resonating space is the pharynx, which is the area that starts just above the larynx and it actually travels all the way up to behind the oral cavity or the oropharynx and behind the nasal cavity or the nasopharynx. We're going to play around basically in the laryngopharynx, so the area just above the larynx. And what we're going to do actually is play around with lowering the larynx very gently to get a very different tonal quality in that space. So what I want you to do, there are two ways we're going to get into this. One is just allowing yourself to almost yawn. You know how much I love a yawn? And imagine someone's just asked you a question while you're yawning and you talk and you get that peculiar kind of big sound, that kind of softer sound, and see if you can, once the yawn finishes, keep that gentle lower larynx position and notice how it changes the quality of the sound. I can still go high in pitch and low in pitch. It just gives it a very different sort of tonal quality. And when we're down in that area, a nice little character we can use is a happy bear, like a good yogi bear impression or a bad yogi bear impression. I do make myself laugh. This one's often a favourite when we've done this in workshops. Can you imagine going around the room being uh, an elf or an Italian or a bear? Yes, please. So just let that larynx drop down. Use the yawn if you need it. And give me your best happy, happy bear. I'm a happy, happy bear. And that space is a little bit bigger. So that's why we get that nice kind of hooty quality. And also, of course, the surfaces in there are different too. And that's why it changes the tone as well. So let's just compare those three. We've got happy, happy bear down here in that low larynx position using the pharyngeal resonance. We've got that lovely, hey, 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 Luigi, kind of nice bright resonance. And we've got that kind of strange, almost a little bit creepy kind of nasal resonance from your elf situation. (laughs) And you can see how those three tonal qualities are in there. Now, a quick shout out to what's called secondary resonance, which is where things like chest resonance might come in for people. Secondary resonance is different to primary resonance because the voice, as it's made when we discussed primary resonance earlier, is made at vocal fold level and it travels up and out. The voice travels up and out. It doesn't travel down into your chest. Like, that doesn't happen. But what you do sometimes get and what people talk about experiencing when they're speaking is chest resonance through sympathetic vibrations through the rest of the body. So if you are released enough, if your muscles around the larynx are released, if your muscles in your chest and your shoulders are released, if your alignment is lovely, if your breath is working in flow and everything's gorgeous, then some people talk about feeling lots and lots of buzzing in the chest area. And the nice way of exploring this is to pop your hands down on your chest and give your chest a little rub. You might be able to hear my shirt rustling now as I, <laughs> as I rub my chest. And just do a nice gentle, mmm, mmm, as if you're really enjoying eating something. Mmm. And then open it into a gentle ah, like the ah you make at the dentist. Mmm, ah, mmm, ah, mmm, ah. 
you can maybe give your chest a little bang. Uh, this is your um, monkey moment. Uh, hi. And the character I like to take on for this one is like um classic BBC newsreader. This is the BBC. <laughs> this is the BBC. And what you're aiming to do is see if you can notice any vibrations in the chest area. Secondary resonance is controversial in the sense that some people feel it's helping in changing the tone, some people don't, you know? So just give it a go, explore it. I think I'll come back to it in a later episode, actually, because it's something that comes up a lot for public speakers, this idea of wanting resonance and using the chest, quote unquote, to really get a big sound. So it's a bit of a controversial one. I'll maybe stick some links for further reading into the show notes for you. So those spaces, the nasal, oral and pharyngeal cavities, are the places we can explore variety of tonal qualities in the voice. As I'm sure you can imagine, they're obviously great for character work, if that's your bag. They're also really good for accessing different emotional vibes. If you really want to take your listener on a journey and and expressively bring them through whatever it is you've got to communicate. And they're also really good just for bringing a balance of variety to the vocal quality, you know? So if you are sitting out there as someone who's listening to this podcast, because at some point someone has said you're not expressive enough or you're monotone or your voice is boring or any other stuff that should really keep to themselves, then this might be something to play around with. But of course, as I'm sure you're aware by now, it needs to come after the physical release work, after the breath work, all that kind of stuff. So definitely go back and catch up on everything if you are new. To be honest, we tend to use a lot of these things habitually by accident, you know, which is interesting. So just raise your awareness day to day and see the sort of resonance that you access when you're communicating. Like next time you're in a crowded bar, just see if you go a bit more oral or nasal to get over the hubbub. Gin and tonic, please. (laughs) Gin and tonic. (laughs) Or next time you're talking to somebody and you're comforting them, just see if a little bit more kind of happy bear or a little bit more chest comes out because it's really useful to see how we connect with these things on a primal level. Okay, next time we're going to have a play with balancing this resonance so we can get a good blend of everything or access to everything at least if we feel we need it in our vocal delivery because nobody wants to be one type of resonance all the time. Drinking. And just a little personal shout out and thank you to you, the listener, for sticking with me on this journey because we just pipped 15,000 unique downloads. I'm really excited about that. So thanks. (laughs) Thanks for spreading the word. And we're also currently ranked in the top 1% of podcasts globally. What? So ta very much. And you're all doing really well. And all you're really doing is helping your wee voices. So happy days and good for you. Remember to hop on over to the Voice and Accent Hub for more shenanigans and voice training opportunities. I've got loads in the pipeline, including another in-person voice training retreat coming up in September. So if you give me your wee email address on the way into the group, you'll get all the information on application calls when it's released and a few other exciting opportunities that I'm working on. I'd also just like to shout out to my other podcast, The Voice Over Social Podcast. Big love to my co-host, Leah Marks. She's a queen. But we just got nominated for a British Podcast Award. I know, can you believe it? In the business category? Hello. (laughs) Which is very unexpected, but very exciting. So if you're into voiceover or the audio space at all, then it's certainly worth checking that out. Again, I'll pop a wee link to the Voiceover Social Podcast into the show notes. I know we've got two podcasts. How extra is that? So anyway, that's us for now. Over and out, voice nerd. (laughs) <laughs> ho, 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 ho. <laughs> As I happy bear out the door. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there.